gentlemen, welcome to the Nine Degrees! Hello and welcome to The Nerd Degree. My name is Brendan Bennett and I am the host for this episode. And this episode is all about friendship. So we're going to be asking questions about friendship. Maybe we're going to be testing some friendships amongst the team members tonight. Uh, So I think it's time to get straight into it. Uh, I'd like you to say hello to my little friends. (laughs) Um, If if you guys could introduce yourselves and... um, you know, I'd like to know like what you look for in a friend, or what's most important to you in a friend. Uh, kia ora, my name's Moata Smaira, uh, and I'm a librarian and a writer. Uh, and I'm in my 40s now, so I don't really look for new friends. I've kind of got that all locked in. You know, when you're younger, you're kind of scouting out uh, around a bit more for friends, but I don't really do that. But back in the day... What I really would have looked for is somebody who is on the same mobile provider as myself. (laughs) So you're not getting charged those exorbitant amounts for text messages and phone calls so that you can organise your weekend. Very important. So what does Moira look for in her friends? No thanks. Just just, done. Pretty much. I'm good. good. Thanks. Hi, my name's Andrew and I'm an animator for the New Zealand show The Barefoot Bandits, the second season of which is coming out next month. It's July, and just a little plug there. And um, what I look for in a friend is a, a seemingly telepathic bond when it comes to a sense of humour, so that we can laugh at each other's jokes, even if no one else does. That's nice. Uh, so together you formed a team. What is your team called? It's Friends with Benny Jesserits. <laughs> friends with. Uh, okay, so if you don't get that one, ask your nerdier friend. Uh, and on this side we have... Hi, I'm Centuri Chan. Um, I'm a photographer and a Lego artist, and um, I'm also a member of the International Star Wars Costuming Group, the 501st Legion. Um, I think the quality, the one quality I'd probably look for in a friend is bravery. I think if you're in a sticky situation, if you know you need to head into a uh, frac, you know, frac art or something, then you need someone to go in first, so... I think <laughs> send in your friend and yeah, I think. Are you often getting involved in fracards? Well, you know, just on the off chance that you might get into one. Um, okay, so it's helpful to have someone that will take it on for you. So you're basically looking for a tank for your party. Yes, yes, okay. exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, hello, everyone. My name is Kenny Nellis. I am a radiographer and an improviser. Um, and what I look most for in a friend is like is is, is a hunger. Um, not not for like um, friendship or anything, just like, literal hunger. Um, I quite like eating, so kind of you know, friends that eat together stay together. So. Okay, and together you are. Uh, I can't believe it's not buddies. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, actually, sorry. Before we start, I just made us we something um, to. Oh we, no! We've got these little friendship bracelets. I made out of Lego, oh. so I can present. Henry with one. Why didn't you think of one too? So at least if we um, don't win tonight, we'll look awesome. <laughs> okay, well, that, I mean, that's got to be worth some bonus points. Yeah. Speaking of which, we need to meet our scorekeeper for tonight, or in fact, our scorekeepers for tonight. These two are so inseparable that they insisted that they would scorekeep tonight together as friends. So, uh, hello, Scott and Ben. Hi, Brendan. Hi, Brendan. How are you? We're just in here catching up over a beer that only I am drinking. <laughs> but, you know, we're so in tune that I, I, I'm just getting the good vibes. I'm getting uh, secondhand drunk. We're just looking real, to be real supportive of each other and everyone tonight. And maybe just after the show, we'll just, uh, you know, put each other's hair into rollers or something. <laughs> Have you never had a friend before, Ben? <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so... Uh, uh, scorekeepers, could you give some bonus points to I can't believe it's not buddies for the friendship bracelets? So a round of applause for both of our teams. So we now enter the friend zone. It's a zone where we talk about friends and friendship. Uh, so uh, let's start with some questions about friends. Uh, ring- oh, actually, you know what? You guys better roll for initiative to see who goes first. Oh, yes. After your friend. Oh no. Uh oh. 
I think that's an automatic disqualification. Okay, well, that's good because we got a two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, six, nine. Okay, okay. Look, I'll give you guys a chance. Oh. So, uh, friends with Ben Gesserits, uh, the first question is for you. How many friends can you have? Um, that's an ongoing Facebook project of mine, actually. I'm up to about 700 now. <laughs> okay. As uh, many as you can fit into whatever kind of motor vehicle you've got. Like, if you're a people mover, then you could have however many people fit in one of those, like <laughs> 18 or something. 18. Okay, so... Uh, I don't really know cars. Well, Andrew, you said uh, your, about your Facebook project. What's the, what's the ceiling on that? Uh... I would guess 100,000. 100,000. Do you guys know? Um, I think it's based around how many wine glasses you've got in your cupboard at home. Because otherwise, if you have too many more people, then you can't offer them wine and they probably won't want to be your friend And they won't be your friend, right. Uh, So 5,000 people is the maximum number of friends you can have on Facebook. Okay. What's the average number of friends people have on Facebook? Maybe like nine hundred. I've I've seen a few over. Th- I've seen a few over a thousand. Which I'm like, how do you how do you know the names of a thousand people? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say about maybe nine hundred. Three hundred and thirty-eight. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, okay. So are you just making friends with everyone? Like you're not fussing. Yeah. When I was all. searching this, what I found was lots of people complaining about oh, only five thousand people on Facebook <laughs> that I can have as friends. Um, so yeah, it's a real. Frustration that some people have. I've been doing a thing recently where I get rid of Facebook friends. You know, you kind of you'd you'd meet some hi, oh nice to meet you, add, um, and you're just adding them kind of arbitrarily. So now I just unfriend them on their birthdays <laughs> <laughs> because Facebook's got this great built-in notification like oh it's it's blank's birthday today, and I'm like who unfriend. So um, that's my gift to them. <laughs> Solid. It's, it's kind of like checking your smoke alarm on daylight savings. It's, yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. Checking your friendship on the birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, so, okay. In terms of numbers of friends, uh, what does a waterproof breathable, breathable fabric have to do with friendship? Waterproof breathable. I mean, I think we all see the connection. Of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What would you use waterproof breathable fabric for? To do with friends? Is it if I had with... some kind of animal that needed to breathe, but I didn't want to get it wet, so is it like that gremlin? I go- <laughs> like, don't of get course. it wet, but you don't want it to die, so it's going to be in a. Br- so you put it in the sack made out of this fabric. So if you want to be friends with a gremlin, you. Put- I mean, that's a great. That's a great theory. Um, I think it's um, something to do with uh, the amount of time you can spend together in a tent, together with a friend, before you start becoming not friends. 45 minutes. Uh, it's the, true, the, the true measure of a friend is, yeah. is can you, uh, can you share the a tent with them? Under, um, I was thinking yeah. like, like a wetsuit, kind of like a you know, the waterproof material. And, you know, a lot of people pee in wetsuits, but then you know, when girls go to the toilet, they bring their friends together. So maybe it's being able to pee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, close. Does <laughs> <laughs> so anyone know what uh, what the Dunbar number is? Dunbar. Is this um, Robin Dunbar? Um, yes. It's um, he's a linguist and anthropologist. Yes. N- yeah. They're but basically it, the same. Yeah, soft science, you know. <laughs> right, linguists. Um, and he he did some research around communities and found that there was sort of like a core maximum number that you could get in any sort of functioning unit of people. And I think it was around sort of 120 to 150. That's sort of the size of a, you know, a a military unit or a a village. Uh, Or people who work at a Gore-Tex factory. Of course, yes, that was exactly what I was going to (laughs) say if you hadn't butted in, (laughs) Brenda. Um, yeah, so that's the connection. Yeah. So uh, Dunbar was was looking at this uh, these Gore-Tex factories, uh, and they had found that if they had more than 150 employees at at each individual factory, um, it became dysfunctional. So they had capped it at 150, and from that uh, he uh, came up with 
the Dunbar number, which is around 150 people, which is how many people you can keep track of uh, as uh, with, with relationships. Is that the is that the ultimate number, or is that the catch number? It's. I mean, I think there's a little bit of flexibility. Like you don't immediately forget someone as soon as you meet like the 151st right. person. Um, how many close How many close friends do people have on average? Five. Three, yep, yep. Five. So Dunbar says five, um, but there is actually something that would immediately eliminate two from that. If you have kids. If you have a relationship. Um, yeah, it's a, so if you get into a relationship, you drop two other people yeah. from your top five. Um, so uh, a, a partner takes up the place of two other friends. Unless like, maybe it was a really crap relationship and then you maybe just drop <laughs> one person. Oh, yeah. Be like, that, uh, I'm not that into it. Maybe that's but. a way to work out how into it they are. How many people have they dropped from their life? No, that's, <laughs> that's actually genuinely terrible. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, oh, here's a question. Would you sacrifice a friend... For a yes. promotion. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here, Andrew. I'm right here. Uh, so, and that's one for one for Andrew. Uh, would you sacrifice a friend for a promotion? Yeah, more than yeah. Not on an altar, but like <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like. <laughs> is this is this one of those questions that both answers are correct? I'd be like, oh, sin. No, man, I totally, totally wouldn't. I mean, you're going to have a chat with the boss and you'd be like, I 100% would. But as long as both parties don't know that, you know, you're not <laughs> being like a, a double agent, I think it'll be, I think it'll be fine. Yeah, I'm, I mean, you, you're welcome to try that. They might notice when you um, get promoted. Yeah. yeah. Um, apparently 68% of people uh, born after 1980 would sacrifice a friendship for a promotion. So that's you, Henry. <laughs> but they don't know it's me. <laughs> um, okay, so we know it's stressful to be around people that we don't like. But uh, what was invented in 1977 and is more stressful than being around someone that we actively dislike? Oh, my sister. <laughs> she was born in 1977. Okay, yeah, it's bizarre, but that's I had Moata's sister as the answer to that. Um, no, no. Star Wars came out in 1977. So maybe watching Star Wars movies. I mean, it's, it's become more stressful as, as you go along. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, it's a word. What's a, a word that was invented in 1977 uh, for someone who's not a friend but not an enemy... Acquaintance. Hmm. Uh, so this word was invented in 1977. A frenemy? A frenemy, yes. Oh, a frenemy. Yes, oh. and later popularised by the TV series Sex on the City. Uh, of course. Okay. And yeah, so it turns out that uh, being around a frenemy is more stressful than being around an enemy. Um, is it because you still hate them but you have to keep up appearances that you don't hate them? Yeah, I mean, it's that double life, like, telling your friend that you won't take the promotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we can relate to that. <laughs> so that was invented in 1970s. Well, the, the, the word was. I assume the concept well, yeah. has been around a little bit longer. Um, oh, so on the subject of... Uh, we've, been, we've been admiring this picture of a, an owl and a fox who are friends. Here's, a, here's another one. Um, it's a tiger a, being mauled by piglets. Aww, <laughs> um, oh. appetizer. <laughs> yeah, so this is probably a good one. We've got a, a lion here uh, licking Bambi, apparently. Um, it's Simba. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's it's a, a crossover. Disney crossover. <laughs> um, can animals actually form friendships? Yes. Yeah, yeah of course I they think, can. I think so. Um, I mean, you had... Um, Oh, was that famous gorilla that spoke sign language? Didn't he have a cat? Yeah, Coco. Coco, yeah. He had a cat, and when the cat died, it was all sad. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true, yes. Um, so the definition of a friendship being a lasting bond of sacrifice, shared moments, and hurt after loss. Hmm. Um, yeah, so animals, uh, can you guess any animals that can demonstrate it? So uh, chimpanzees and bazoon, bazoons, <laughs> baboons, uh, can both... Uh, have uh, friendships 
Any other animals? I saw one online of a dog and a dolphin, and the dog would run out to sea and the dolphin would come and meet it. Yep, yep, dolphins can form friendships. Elephants? Elephants can. Uh, crows? Uh, I don't have it here, but it's They're pretty smart, they're probably good at friends. Um, just because they look badass doesn't mean they don't have friends. Uh, horses, hyenas, uh, and there's uh, documented proof of a friendship between a centenarian turtle and a young hippopotamus. <laughs> I think it's interesting that dogs and cats are not mentioned there. So have you that... met a cat? <laughs> I have. I think cats just do frenemies. But yes. But yeah. so does that mean that dogs aren't actually our friends? A fake in it. <laughs> Dogs are actually the, the greatest actors of the animal kingdom. Oh, amazing. Um, hey, did anyone on the panel ever have an imaginary friend? No, I don't think so. No, anyone no. in the audience? Did you ever have an imaginary friend? No? No one? Did you, Brendan? No, my brother did. Um, and he listens to this podcast. So, uh, Daniel, Daniel's imaginary friend was called Car Problem. LAUGHTER uh, but uh, so, do you know what the what are the kind of the indicators of what kind of child is more likely to have an imaginary friend? Would it be the middle child has more imaginary friends? Uh, it's not the middle child, no. Okay. Youngest. The oldest. The oldest. <laughs> the oldest. Okay. Yes. Uh, why? Because it's the loneliest. Yeah. So, oldest children, uh, only child, only childs. Boy, words are hard. <laughs> oldest children, only children, and children who don't watch much television are the most likely to have an imaginary friend. About 37% of children have imaginary friends. 37%. That's oh. interesting because you would think that you know, watching more television would you know, give them more imagination and, mm. and stuff to, to base an imaginary friend off. Um, I guess the, the television may be like, it is, they are their imaginary oh, yeah, friends. Yeah. True. Um, what, what, are the, what are the pros and cons of imaginary friends? Is it a good thing or a bad thing, like psychologically? That's probably pretty harmless. I mean, it depends what the imaginary friend's you know, saying back to you. <laughs> yeah, if I it's mean, we all hear voices, but you know, we only do the things that they tell us when they're good things. Yeah, if it's a, the shining right, situation. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, apparently um, it can be quite good for a child's development. They get to kind of uh, practice social situations in a, in a low stress uh, kind of way um, and it helps them to be a better friend yeah. um, you guys I mean anyone got any examples of them being a, a good friend or a bad friend I don't know um, I have a, a story from when I was six mm-hmm. there was me and a bunch of guys at school went down to the end of the rugby field and we were playing in the trees down there catching grasshoppers oh, and the cool kids yeah well no the I don't know if we were really supposed to be down there or not, but then one of our number, who wasn't me, went behind a tree and took a whiz. And we all thought this was hilarious, so we went and joined him. We all peed behind this tree. and Because, you know, monkey see, monkey do, and monkey get tattled on, monkey end up in the classroom all lunchtime waiting for the teacher to come back and tell you what your punishment is. And so there were about four of us in there, and one of my friends was really upset because his dad was on the PTA, so he knew there was going to be hell to pay when his dad found out. And eventually... The teacher came back to us and we all had to stand up and hold out our hands and then she said to the first one down the line, to the first guy, she said, are you a little animal? He said, no. She slapped him on the hand, which was okay because it was 1986, you know, you could get away with that kind of stuff. And then the next guy um, with his hand out, she said, are you a little animal? He said, no, got a slap on the hand. And then when it came down to me, I remembered that just a few days ago, that very teacher had taught us that human beings were a type of animal, that we were part of the animal kingdom. <laughs> and I really wanted to say yes, but I, I stuck with my friends and I stood with them and I got the slap. We were all in this together. That's friendship. Or peer pressure. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, really, yeah. that's really noble and beautiful. Uh, Andrew, thank you. <laughs> For a six-year-old it is, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, uh, that brings us to the end of the round. Let's go over to Ben and Scott for an update on the scores. Well, Brendan, I can tell you that I can't believe it's not Buddy is on eight points, but I'm going to need a hand to help me through the rest of it. Well, when's the playing summer of fortune? All you got to do is call, because I'll be here to say that Friends with Benny Gesserits is on seven points. He's so supportive, Brendan. 
Th it took so long I forgot what the first score was. 8-7, Brendan. 8-7. 5-7? 8-7. 8-7. No, 5-7. sounded better to me. <laughs> okay, I, I really value the friendship that you guys are demonstrating, but I am going to need th those scores a little bit crisper. Um, okay, please, a round of applause for whichever team is winning. <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on to the next round. Uh, now, uh, this year, each episode, I've asked the players to prepare a piece of homework. I assigned them a task, and uh, this time, uh, our homework was on the theme of friendship, in which you will be shipping some uh, friends, uh, as in the TV show Friends. Uh, so, uh, after this, I discovered that about 50% of the uh, cast have never watched Friends, but I insisted that they do it anyway. Uh, so uh, I'd like to hear from uh, a couple of you now. Uh, so Moata, would you like to go first? I'd like to hear sure. your homework. Yeah. Um, uh, this is called South Pacific Paradise. The Airbnb listing had been so promising. Exterior photos showed a cute little suburban bungalow on a quiet street. The owner had very helpfully padded out the listing by giving the houses proximity to several farmers' markets, a boutique butchery, a fish market, a professional catering supplier, and an industrial cleaning supplies retailer. So basically, all the best places in the city. Monica could barely restrain herself and made the booking there and then. She would tell Chandler about it later, when The Bachelor was on, a show that he hated but refused to stop watching. Could this show be any more misogynistic, he would exclaim from the couch. <laughs> she found it was relatively easy to slip medium to large purchases, decisions about birth control, and lunches with her parents by him while he was emphatically arm-waving and cursing the, quote, gender what the fuckery, end quote. <laughs> and sure enough, he was so hit up about who got to go on the group date that a two-week trip to New Zealand that she'd already booked and had barely raised an eyebrow. God bless The Bachelor. But then they'd arrived, and oh no, it was not what she'd expected. There were faint spaghetti sauce splatterings on the dining room wall. There was a spider's nest in a dark corner near the liquor cabinet. Down the side of the oven was a vast ecosystem of dried foodstuffs and gunge. The DVD player was dusty, the dishwasher filter hadn't been cleaned for years, and there were crayon scribbles all over the coffee table. Monica was in her element, and under the elements, on the stove. She spent her entire holiday scrubbing the place from top to bottom while Chandler loafed on the couch watching the local version of The Bachelor and saying things like, we're on the other side of the world, honey, and it's still terrible, in a very satisfied tone of voice. They both had a wonderful time and ended up giving the place a five-star review. And I tell you what, I will not miss that spider's nest. Thanks, Airbnb. <laughs> Watch everyone. So, am I, am I correct in that your greatest Friends TV show fantasy is for Monica to come and clean your house? Yeah, it's disgusting. It really needs to be done. Okay, fantastic. And uh, going against that, I would love to hear from Henry. Now, I mean, before we... Like, would you like to... Like, what's your favourite Friends character? Henry, do you... Like, I, I don't know anything about the show. Um, I know that it's a show. I know the theme song. Um, and the only thing I know about the show is this that little clip where they're trying to get a couch up the stairs. Um, that's that's all I do. Because every time you pick up a couch, everyone's like pivot, pivot, and I'm like, I don't get it. And they're like, oh, have you not seen that Friends episode where? And I hate conversations that start with, Have you seen that Friends episode where? Um, okay, great. Well, in that, in that spirit, let's hear your Friends-themed fan fiction. So not knowing what Friends is, I. I've, I looked up what the synopsis was so IMDB gave me this Rachel, Ross, Monica, Joey Chandler and Phoebe are all friends living off one another in the heart of New York City over the course of 10 years this average group of buddies goes through massive mayhem family trouble, past and future romances fights, laughs, tears and surprises as they learn what it really means to be a friend I kind of took a few things from that and tried to guess what the show was about so I took massive mayhem future romances and tears. Um, and kind of from there, I, there's a bit of an inference that they're actually a time-travelling uh, team. Um, I mean, when you watch the Friends, um, the, like the start, the intro to the show, Friends is in capitals, which almost implies it's an acronym. 
which I believe stands for Finding Relationships in Episodically New Dimensions Squad. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the more you look at it, like these things start popping out. Like, you know, a conspiracy theory, you hear one thing. And you start looking deeper and deeper, and it says over the course of 10 years. It doesn't say, you know, you know it doesn't mean like a, in a linear line. You're jumping around, and it's our 10 years. It's 10 years of us watching them. We don't know how long they've been doing this for. Then you look at the theme song. Um, you know, it hasn't been your day, week, month, even your year. They're losing track of time as they travel through it. Your love life's DOA, which could, it could mean two things, really. Either the, the travel through time has killed one of their partners, or it refers to the department of apparition that they work for. <laughs> their love life is their work. You're still in bed at 10, but work began at 8. It doesn't matter because you're a time traveller. You never will be late. <laughs> oh, just, uh, it's even in there. Um, uh, where is it? Uh, they'll go through massive mayhem, family trouble, past and future romances. They'll have romances they didn't even know they were going to have. They're not an on and off relationship. It's the same relationship through different parts of time. And tears, of course, because when you keep doing this, they just tear apart the fabric of reality. Um, <laughs> and unfortunately, it was, that's what happened in 2004, and that's what stopped the show, is that they, um, they returned to the present and couldn't time travel anymore. So they had to get real people jobs. So that's what I think the show's about. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not really sure. Okay, here it is, everyone. That was pretty close, but you didn't you didn't mention the couch at all and the pivot. So mm. oh, I just I, I assumed that was just you know a red herring to try and throw me off into a you know a normal group of friends that lives in a, a flat. <laughs> like they'd make a show about that. <laughs> um, okay, all right. Uh, I think that you know Moata. I think. Like, just imagining Monica cleaning your, your house is a reward enough for it's you. It's giving me chills, actually. So I'm going to have to give the points to Henry for that one. Uh, so, yeah, this, actually, let's just move straight into the next round. This is the quotes round. I'm going to read quotes from uh, famous films or TV shows. Uh, all of these quotes involve the friends or friendship. Uh, if you know where it's from, then ring in. So, here we go. Uh, it takes a great deal of courage to stand up to your enemies, but a great deal more to stand up to your friends. Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime, no. No. It's, it's not. Uh, Plus? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no. One of the Harry Potter movies? Yeah. Oh, give okay. oh, uh, uh, Philosopher of Stone? Philosopher of Stone. I was thinking Chamber of Secrets. That's where I got that. Uh, Philosopher of Stone. Uh, it, it is. I, I think I'll have to give the points to Andrew for that oh. one for um, doing most of it the was, work. It was, it was OG Dumbledore. It was OG Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, okay, next quote. Oh, you're the best friends anybody ever had. And it's funny, but I feel as if I'd known you all the time. But I couldn't have. Could I? Uh, Wizard of Oz Dorothy at the end, right? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you must be lonely here, JF. Not really. I make friends. Is it Blade Runner? It is Blade Runner. Yes. Yes, they're toys. My friends are toys. I make them. Uh, all right. Isn't it weird when you're not friends with your friends anymore? I mean, Michelle and I just fell out of touch about two hours ago. Uh, I mean, Michelle and I just fell out of touch about two hours ago. That's a quote from uh, Romy. Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. <laughs> <laughs> correct, correct. Okay. No, do not give the audience a bell. It's a recipe for disaster. Okay, okay, okay. If you're not over here in 15 minutes, you can find yourself a new best friend. Ha! You've been saying that since the fifth grade. Anyone? Audience? Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, yes. All right, you guys, are, you guys are lagging behind here. Mm-hmm. I stepped up. She's my friend and she needed help. If I had to, I'd pee on any one of you. Friends. Friends, yes. <laughs> Henry, is that, is that episode with, uh, the, with the jellyfish? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> an explorer is a friend to all, be it a plant, a fish, or a tiny mole. Dora. <laughs> It's not Dora the Explorer, no. Something Dr. Seuss. No, it's not. 
It's a, is it up? It is from up, yes. Uh, okay. I have been and always shall be your friend. Oh, the audience is killing themselves. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it. It's, okay, it's Star Trek. Um, which one? If you can tell me who says it, I'll give you the points. Oh, uh, Spock. Okay, yes. Spot, Star Trek 2, Wrath of Khan. Uh, my rifle is my best friend. Is of course from Full Metal Jacket. I never had any friends later on like the ones I had when I was 12. Um, stand by me. Stand by me is correct. Confirmed by the audience. <laughs> okay. Final one, fittingly. Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Casablanca. Casablanca is correct. Oh, guys. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, come on, guys. Yeah, come on, guys. Okay, let's, uh, let's go over to Scott and Ben for an update on the scores. How are we doing, guys? You know, uh, ben, Brendan, uh, it's important to make new friends. And uh, in that round, we made a new friend uh, in, in this competition. That is the audience. Let's keep it supported. The audience is now on three points, Brendan. Uh, I can't believe it's not. Buddy is on 11 points, but charging through in that round with a big round, friends with Benny Gizzards, 15 points. All right, give a round of If our team and the audience formed a coalition, I think we're still less. So we got to um, we got to work together, guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's see how you handle this. Um, uh, friends with Bene Gesserit, because you're in the lead, I'm going to let you take uh, take the lead in this one. Uh, this is a round of the classic game Bad for Your Elf. In this, uh, I will give you a list of names. In this case, it is names of characters from My Little Pony: Friendship Is Magic. <laughs> So, we all, we all know the main characters are Twilight Sparkle, Rainbow Dash, Pinkie Pie, Rarity, Applejack, Flash Giants, yeah, and Spike. Yeah, yeah, Spike. Yeah, um, so <laughs> <laughs> that's why I made you read them out, Andrew, because I know that you know them all. Um, so, I've given you a list there of other characters from My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Your job will be to either read out an actual name of a character or make up a fake name. You will have to identify, is it an actual character or a fake character? Uh, so you'll get points for picking out any fakes. You will get points for, for sliding past any fakes. So please take it away. Oh, actually, I'll give you a second instead. Scooch a loo. I'm going fake on that one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Fake. It's real. Scootaloo is real. <laughs> it sounds like a toilet on wheels. Uh, Babs Seed. Babs Seed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one's gotta be bullshit. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah. Sure? Yeah. Okay. It's, real. it's real. Babs oh. Seed is real. <laughs> They're just gonna read the whole list. <laughs> Baby Twinkles. That one's fake. <laughs> you said it with such conviction, I had to I believe it's fake. Yeah. That is fake. Oh, <laughs> oh, it had to happen eventually. Okay, yep, next one. Bulk Bicep. <laughs> I want that to be real. Yeah. yeah. I really want that to be real? Yeah. I, I want to see a My Little Pony. You know? Yeah, he's the, he's the, um, the, the gym owner. The um, bodybuilder of the... Yeah, true. It's true. true. That's okay. not on the list, but it's true. Yeah, yeah. Point of order. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you a list of my little pony names. You are going off book. Does that mean we get two points? Yeah, I think you get two points. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> bronies. Uh, okay. Uh, next one. Um, silver spoon. How does a pony hold a spoon? <laughs> it's like, does it have to like, oh, yeah, it, yeah. pop it like that? Yeah. Uh, so it's, I, it's, do, do ponies, do they know what spoons are? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Would, can they spoon? Oh. 
I just don't know if you'd name your offspring after something that you... Yeah, I, I fake. Okay, fake. fake. That's real. <laughs> oh. hey, can, can you clarify? Can, can My Little Ponies pick up objects? Do they have opposable hooves? They have kind of adhesive hooves that just hold on to things. <laughs> it's sort of like how geckos can stick onto things with these tiny little uh, material that their hands are made of. Uh, <laughs> Alright, let's, let's have a couple more. Starlight Glimmer. Sounds quite real, doesn't it? Yeah. But they could be having Yeah. Fun. I feel like it's the point uh, of the game, yeah, though. Yeah. Um, true. True. It's true. It's true. Oh. It's true. <laughs> okay. Shimmer and Shine. Are they two different ones? No, it's, it's one. It's one. Yeah. Split this Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true. No, it's made up, but no, it is no. a real cartoon that my son likes to watch. And it is <laughs> terrible. Shimmer, Shimmer and Shine? Yes. Uh, They're genies. Is he watching infomercials? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a shoe polish. Oh. Andrew, are you a brony? I've watched a few episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I dabble. Um, okay, wow. That's, that's very exciting. All right, so... Uh, <laughs> To, to make one in the flesh. Um, well, as a Flash animator, I have to watch all these shows that are made in Flash to see what the competition's about. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Justified. Sounds yeah, so plausible. That <laughs> um, doesn't explain the tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to Ben and Scott for an update on the scores. Joe Scott, as we sit here in the booth tonight, I can't help but think about all the shared moments of our friendship we've spent together in other booths. Phones, Toll, John Wilkes. Powers. Powers booth. Yeah, that was a great time. But, but the audience did poorly that round, didn't they? They're... They did. Uh, static. They're holding uh, flatlining, as it were. I think uh, they, the uh, other two teams uh, have, are in two relationships simultaneously and have to drop all their friends. That's right. And that's why they remain equal on 16 points apiece. All right, give them a round of applause. I'm not sure if I should ask follow-up questions about the time you spent in John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's just move on and let's return to the homework round. Uh, so we have to hear from Andrew and Sin. Uh, who, will, who will go first? Uh, I can Sin. go first. Sin, like yeah. Are you a, you a Friends fan? Um, I was in the day, yeah. In fact, um, to the extent we're back in high school... Um, I'm not sure how many other people did this, but you know, without our group of friends, we all had sort of, you know, ultra. Oh, you ego. and which yeah, one were you? Friends. I was uh, Chandler. Of course. <laughs> Makes sense. So yeah. He's a, like he seemed really cool at the time, but if you go back and watch them, yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, I um, wrote a piece, and I call this the friendship games. They were all friends once. As with the seasons, governments changed, and with new governments came new rules. Within years of what became known as the rise of Orange Doom, every building in Manhattan was a chamber of violence and disrepute. Every resident had become a contestant, trapped in their own apartment block, and the ultimate prize was freedom. To win, you had to fight, and every fight was to the death. It was daybreak on the 86th day of 4 AOD, after Orange Doom. Joey, how you die in Tribbiani, was waiting, ambush style, at the top of the stairs, as he knew Phoebe, scaredy cat buffet, was out foraging that night. It was all planned out in his head. He would jump, out, he would jump her as she reached the top, his weapon of choice, a giant ceramic dog statue. Phoebe was not one to be caught out so easily, though. She had dispatched Rachel Killer Heels Green a week before with nothing but her favourite guitar pick in a very similar scenario. Monica and Ross, the brother and sister team who called themselves the Angels of Valgala, had caught wind of Tribbiani's scheme. This would be their chance to rid themselves of two adversaries in one hit. They had concocted what they thought was a foolproof plan. Monica would intoxicate them with the smell of freshly baked cookies and Ross would strike them down swiftly with his skills in Unagi. 
<laughs> it all happened in a flash, but not the way any of them planned. It was a scene of utter chaos, limbs flailing in all directions, cookies being used like throwing stars. The only survivor was Pat, the ceramic dog. <laughs> Chandler, the last laugh, Bing, heard the ruckus from his barricaded apartment. He prepared himself to join the fray, but on entering the hallway, he found he was too late. He found four contestants, once his closest friends, dead or dying at the top of the stairs. What had they become, he thought to himself, as he rushed to Monica, recalling memories of their past relationship. He held her in his arms and, as the life drained from her and whispered in Monica's ear, wait for me on the other side, he said. She managed a few words as she slipped away. I'll be there for you. Send <laughs> <laughs> everyone. Henry, if you're wondering, that's a direct transcription of the last episode of Friends. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. 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 It fits well with mine, I think. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, Andrew. Right. Um, I haven't watched many episodes of Friends, maybe two or three whole ones, but I've seen a few bits here and there, so I know a little bit about them. But I have watched a lot of internet animations, okay. especially Happy Tree Friends. So I thought I'd combine the two <laughs> okay. with Happy NYC Friends. It is Thanksgiving, and Rachel is preparing to put a large turkey into the oven while waiting for Ross, Joey, and Phoebe to arrive. Joey bursts into audience applause. As he flings the door open, it slams against Rachel, sending the turkey flying up to the ceiling and Rachel flying into the oven, which slams shut behind her. <laughs> the turkey lands ass first on Joey, enveloping his head entirely. Ross then enters and sees what he thinks is a horrifying turkey monster blundering about. He freaks out and beats Joey to death with the fire extinguisher while Rachel continues to roast in the oven. In the next room, Chandler and Monica are secretly smooching when they hear Ross roaring in victory over the turkey monster. They guiltily panic and hide Chandler in a large freestanding closet. At that point, Rachel bursts from the oven, a scorched, screeching creature of flame, but still with a very fashionable hairstyle. And she, she runs around the room in a panic, setting the whole kitchen on fire. Ross turns on the fire extinguisher, and the extreme kickback from it pushes him through the door and into the other room, sending him crashing on top of Monica, who uh, flattens her like a steamroller would. He leaps up, and using the strength that only true fear can give, pushes the closet in front of the door to barricade it, while paper-thin Monica sits up and pops back into shape again. <laughs> Desperate for the fire extinguisher, burning Rachel tries in vain to open the barricaded door. She grabs the comically huge carving knife for the turkey and starts hacking away at the door. Just as she breaks a large hole through the wood and sees Chandler's stab-riddled corpse on the other side, <laughs> a canister of propane burning in the kitchen explodes, propelling her and Joey's turkey-headed corpse through the door, through the closet, through Ross and Monica, the turkey knife skewering brother and sister in a messy geyser of blood and guts before Rachel disintegrates in a pile of ash, bones, and a curiously unspoiled wig. After the audience has finished applauding, Phoebe walks in, sees the grisly remains of her friends, and, not wanting to seem unsupportive of their new hobby, shrugs, pulls out a samurai sword, and decapitates herself. The iris that signifies the end of the cartoon closes in on her smiling but upside-down face. Roll credits. <laughs> Okay, having, having thought about that, I'm going to retroactively give Moata some points for her, uh, for not having any of them murdering each other in hers, which to, I didn't realise was going to be so difficult to avoid. Uh, um, all right, uh, we're about to move into the final round, so let's have a final update of the scores before we do that. You know, Brendan, a very important role in friendships is the wingman. Myself being a big wingman uh, for each other many times. And the role of a wingman is to uh, put your friend before yourself and let them score the points for you. And uh, coming out of that round, I can't believe it's not buddies. Uh, they were exemplary wingmen taking the hit. And uh, as such, they are on a mere 16 points, while friends with Benny Jethritz are ahead on 18 points. Give them a round of applause. Yes. Okay, uh, meanwhile, the final round is the debate round. In this, uh, we're going to change the format slightly. Uh, I'd like each team to come up with who they think uh, would be the best friend. So I want you to search all of history and pop culture uh, for candidates 
for who would make the best friend. Uh, you can cycle through a few options, but in the end, I want you to pick your candidate, and then the audience will decide who would be the best friend. As the team in the lead, friends with Bene Gesserit, you should go first. I'll give you about a minute to put forward some candidates. I think a friend, a good friend from history or pop culture would be one of the more dependable characters. Someone yep, you can yep. always rely on to, to come for you, no matter where you are or when you are, like the Terminator. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Definitely. The Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Robert Patrick. And yeah. Okay. Logan. You want to know that he'll be back? Yeah. <laughs> or possibly Bender from Futurama, who was also a time-travelling robot for some of it. I'm also thinking somebody who knows how to mix a cocktail. Batman's butler, Alfred. <laughs> He's also very loyal. And long-serving. He can put up with Batman, too. He can put up with Batman, he can put up with me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I think Millhouse, actually. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you feel qualifies Millhouse to be a, not just a friend, but a, a good, actual good friend? Unquestioning loyalty. Like, uh. absurdly, irrationally unquestioning loyalty. Okay, all right. So we've got three options. I'm going to hear from the other team, and then you're going to put forward your number one candidate. So uh, I can't believe it's not Buddies. Who do you think? Um, well, I think you need someone um, who, you know, will have your back, mm. obviously. Um, someone with a, a fair bit of sort of authority. Um, mm. So I think Vladimir Putin would probably fit that bill. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, someone that, that says what they think and, yeah. yep. you know, yep. there's a lot yeah, of, totally. um, yep. I guess, yeah, support behind it as well. You know, you, you gain a circle of friends when you... And I mean, someone like that. actually, another option, speaking of circle of friends, why don't you just have a friend that's a circle, like the one ring? Um, yeah. <laughs> you can take them everywhere. Um. <laughs> so, right. so portability yeah. is the main thing you look for in a friend? Yeah, totally. I mean, that's, that's, that's exactly. I mean, you can have to wrap around your little finger. Um, what's, what's not to love? Yeah, I, yeah, totally. Um, I didn't I realize this was going to be so difficult, guys. You're, how about you're offering me Vladimir Putin <laughs> and the One Ring? Okay. Well, let's go one step further. How about someone that you know is quite knowledgeable? Uh-huh. Um, someone or something. Exactly. You want someone to get to know you, um, know some things about you. Yeah. Um, kind of, you know. Finish your sentences for you. Um, so that's why we think Google would be a great friend. <laughs> I mean, it practically knows you anyway, so... Ask it anything. Yeah. Okay, okay, wow. Um, so, I mean, those are strong candidates. And remember, you still you do have to pick one. Um, okay, uh, so... <laughs> friends with Benedict Jesserits, who do you think would be the best friend? Alfred or Terminator, and the... They're pretty close. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty similar, similar. Yeah. Um, hard to pick. I reckon the Terminator could be programmed to mix in Manhattan. So, like, so essentially, you get the best of both. So, the Terminator as your butler is your ideal. <laughs> More of a friend than a butler, but. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Yeah. Great. Uh, thank you. And uh, what, what do you guys think? I'm leaning towards Putin. <laughs> I mean, Oh, the number of times I've heard that phrase. <laughs> He'd be an awesome drinking buddy. <laughs> yeah, after a meeting, you're straight to the pub and like, oh, vodka on everybody. He'd give you the shirt off his back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, he rides around on a horse like, well, the shirt. And I mean, he is the kind of guy that, proud. You, that you, could, you could totally share a beer with. Totally. Um, he drink most of it, but... Yeah, or, or an actual beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Which, very, he, like, which he sometimes yeah. rides. Um, yeah. Okay. This is not how I ex- what I expected to be asking the audience, but um, ladies and gentlemen, would you would you prefer as your friend the Terminator or Vladimir Putin? Um, so please applaud now if you think it would be the Terminator or Vladimir Putin. Some rules there for Putin. Um, okay, that one goes to the Terminator. Um, it was unexpectedly close. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so that uh, that brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, ben and Scott, what are the final scores? 
Well, before we announce the uh, the winner of tonight's show, uh, Scott, can you help me move this weekend? I sure can be. Excellent. See, sure that's can. what friendship is, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> that's what friendship is. Why don't you tell them what the scores are, Scott? I know you want to. I'm just going to sacrifice for you. You're so good, Ben. So good to me. You know what, uh, Brendan? Uh, in third place tonight, the audience, bit of a bit of a. They say three's company, but they were a bit of a third wheel in the end. They they didn't pull their weight in, the, in this friendship. Uh, they they stayed on three points. But still, a round of applause for the audience. But uh, there can be only one best friend, and I. I, actually, I don't know how that metaphor continues with <laughs> scores. That's but okay, but I'm here to support you. you just, okay, you, I appreciate you. that. I appreciate you do that. you. Uh, Brendan, Brendan, uh, both teams tonight have scores. And you know what? They're not the same number. They're, they're different numbers of, of points. But, but they're both great in their own way. They're really they? good numbers of points. And the, there was a journey they went on to get those points. And, I think they went, and they went on that journey together to acquire those different numbers of points. And I think that's what's important tonight. So what you're saying is, it's the points you made along the what way that really matter. What we're saying, Brendan, is tonight's winner is friendship. <laughs> oh. Oh, right. but, but, ladies and gentlemen, oh no, did you have further? <laughs> I was going to say, uh, friendship comes in in first place, but in second place, <laughs> with 23 points, is friends with Benny Gesseritz. Friends with Benny Gesseritz. <laughs> If, if friendship was first, they were second, and the audience was last. <laughs> the, if the audience was third, oh, so when friendship, oh. then the audience. Oh. <laughs> you guys are like the Chewbacca. <laughs> oh, he's taking the friendship bracelet back. <laughs> well, from sixteen points to less than three. <laughs> Wow, obviously they really point. don't like Vitamin Putin. <laughs> I did say that some friendships will be tested tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to hear our podcast, uh, you can find it at nerddegree.com if you'd like to hear us live. We're here at Orange Studio the first Wednesday of every month. Um, uh, final round of applause for all both of our teams. Thank you very much for coming along. Yes.